How's it going, Craig? If you're listening to this, then we have actually finished a campaign of some sort. What? <laughs> this is to our, our audience if they hear this <laughs> on the Patreon. Ah, uh, I see. So, um, yeah, so we're going to do our session zero for Sprawl. Now, Joe, I think you kind of already said a hard uh, three or four episode kind of. Is that what four or with? five, yeah. Four or five. Okay. That way we can actually, you know, get it done and get it posted. That's doable. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. has to burn out. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sprawl is a Powered by Apocalypse um, Cyberpunk game. game. That's right. All right. For those of you listening at home, Cyberpunk 2077 has just come out. At the moment, it's a, a bug-ridden nightmare besides any of the other problems it has. It is uh, definitely the Fallout 76 route here. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad. All right, so uh, I guess first order of business, uh, what are we doing, Joe? Well, the first order of business, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about what you want the setting to be like. Um, Cyberpunk covers a lot of ground. Uh, I think uh, I would not be incorrect in saying that uh, the more modern transhumanist literature is pretty directly descended from cyberpunk, so you could lump it in there. Um, And the question is, you know, what themes are we interested, you know, what are we interested from the setting? What themes are we interested in? You know, what kind of aesthetic is it going to have? Is it going to be like classic cyberpunk where it's 80s future? Or is it going to be something slightly more modern from, from closer to our current standpoint on an understanding of technology? I think thematically cyberpunk, uh, unless you're doing it wrong, uh, is going to have pretty similar themes uh, regarding ubiquity of technology, body modification, corporate takeover, um, and uh, the the penalties that all those things inflict on the society. Um, I am not a lot of cyberpunk literature, certainly the classics go pretty negative on body modification. That's definitely true for most cyberpunk games. Uh, however, I do not hold that viewpoint. Um, you know, if you can get a cool steel arm, I don't see, you know, you want to get a cool steel arm and you need one, you can go get that. You know, if you can actually change your body to match your understanding of what it ought to be, that shouldn't be a problem. I think that's usually not the underlying issue with cyberpunk uh, body modification. It's the corporatization of the objects. Like, yeah, you have a cool steel steel arm, but it also right. has DRM. Right, right, right. Uh, that's in the better parts of the literature. Yes, I, I agree that that's that's true. Uh, but I think in a lot of it, it's just like Ugh, every time you put something metal in you, you're less human. Mm-hmm. Just like, ah, eh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of that is actually a theme I would like to address the idea of the uh, um basically corporations trying to lock you out Monsanto style. Right, okay. Yeah. And the corporation will be and I kind of like the idea of 80 cyberpunk interpretations. I don't know if Chris is married to any particular other cuz I mean, I'm you know, cyberpunk 20 uh 20 20, 2077, all that fun stuff that's going on, even Ultra Carbon. Like, they're cool. 
and all, don't get me wrong, but I think our first foray that we ever do in the cyberpunk, I kind of am digging more of the Neuromancer uh, Blade Runner style. If, if, but that's on the table for discussion. I mean, it is. I, I, oh, otherwise, yeah. I would say no 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of Blade Runner. It's one of my favorite movies. So, so I would say Neuromancer and Blade Runner have slightly different aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. Neuromancer is a little more futuristic. Uh, it's still super polluted and everything. Um, but no, I haven't read Neuromancer in like 15 years. There's it's a cut me a little bit of slack. But it's really one thing I find really funny is the the inventor of cyberpunk is kind of a luddite. Like whenever uh, people talk to William Gibson about like computers, he's like, I don't know, that's nerd shit. I'm I'm not surprised about that at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. The trend of his writing is that like technology is often bad. (laughs) (laughs) Or or certainly it has bad unforeseen uh, unforeseen bad outcomes. It's like um, Michael Crichton, except uh, a better writer in every way. How dare you? <laughs> what did Michael Crichton never do to you besides deny, deny climate science? Uh, I mean, and you know, not, all of it. Not, a, not everything, anything to me specifically, but he wasn't that great a dude from what I understand. Oh, yeah, he was a, he was a shitty dude, and all of his books boiled down to science bad. I mean, yes, oh, every book is science bad. Mm-hmm. He had an underlying thesis, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he was a doctor and didn't like it, so now science bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, so I walked away. Sorry, my wife asked me to preheat the oven while she drives home. So I, being a dutiful husband, uh, that's all right. We know. just we just bashed Michael Crichton for a while. Okay. Uh, so you want Gibson level, Chris, or do you want Blade Runner level? Uh, I kind of prefer the grimier aesthetic of Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, I know Gibson's a little uh, more futuristic, but which would you prefer, Adam? Okay, I can go with the Blade Runner style. Does the book accommodate that, or is there like what's what's the uh, lifting in on your side going to be, Joe? So uh, the book is like most Apocalypse World, pretty wide open. Um, there's no technology in like the Blade Runner stuff that wouldn't that wouldn't appear in most of the rest of cyberpunk. It doesn't really come up that much in Blade Runner because there's a real, again, sort of a purity, uh, purity aspect to that movie. Um, But what I understand from the aesthetic is that you're looking, it's going to be dirty, grimy, um, you know, heavy industry. Heavy industry is still around. <laughs> yeah. Slightly organic-ish. Like, yeah, uh, more organic, yeah. We could, we could also take some uh, scenes from uh, Blade Runner 2049, if you guys have seen that. I is haven't, that... but I have heard that it may be the superior of the two movies. Uh, I would agree with that, actually. I need to... I, I, my goal was to watch them both back-to-back. I haven't watched the new one either. It's... It's really good. I like it. I liked it a lot, and uh, it it does have more updated um, uh, technology. Like Ryan Gosling has a digital girlfriend. Ryan Gosling is updated technology, and I'll, I will not hear you say anything negative for Ryan Gosling, sir. I I didn't say anything bad about Ryan Gosling. I love him. <laughs> when when Rutger Howard died, I spoke. To, I walked in. Died. That, that day, I think whenever I saw my wife, I think it was probably been the evening. I go up to her, I go, "Honey, Rutger Howard died." 
she goes, who? And I've never felt more alone. No. <laughs> but, it was uh, like when you saw the sea beams off the Tannhauser Gate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so back on topic. So yeah, I kind of like the the grimy, dirty kind of okay. feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could. There's still a lot of wiggle room in there to do stuff. Um, yeah. So the chrome will be dirtier than usual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I do have a request. Sure. For for the corporation, I like the idea that uh, the Ben Franklin actually is. uh, (laughs) It started out as a Ben Franklin, and now it's a Megacorp. Uh, Yeah, well, we're going to get to that shortly. Um, Okay. So the next thing I'm going to ask is, so what parts of the genre are you most interested in? Uh, Chris has brought up uh, corporate power and how it integrates with... um, Technology, specifically cyber technology, and how it's used to like isolate and control humanity as a group. Yep, I, um, I definitely want to bring in the anti-capitalist aspects of the original of the origin right. of the genre. Yeah, before um, N- Neil Stevenson went all Neil Stevenson on it. Oh yeah, like the Diamond <clears throat> I mean, Age is actually a good one to look into too. Yeah, definitely hit the materialistic aspect of it. I would like to teach cybernetic upgrades, like people buying a new version of iPhones. Okay, so yeah. So we're going to have planned obsolescence in our cyber eyes? Version oh, locking. Your, your cyber eyes are going to only get so many firmware updates and then you're blind. Um, I also, if while we're on the do's and don'ts, I'd, while I think transhumanism is pretty interesting and awesome and stuff like that, uh, I would rather, at least for this game, just kind of focus on the humanity aspect of uh, that you were talking about, like lose, like body modification, that kind of stuff's fine. I'm not ready for, um, it's not like I have anything against it, but I would. No sleeving, I, no completely new body. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with that. All right. We can kind of think of this as the early days, if you will. It's, it's cool. And I like those concepts and stuff like that but I've, i kind of want this to veer as far away from ultra carbon eclipse phase ish yeah of. yeah i do like the idea of having artificial intelligence but like early early days where it's still questioning whether or not these are they are intelligent and you know then you have to deal with the the concept of the digital soul which always fascinates me that's fine that's fine i'm just not look i don't want to see uplifted um you know, yeah, no crabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting choice for the off list. <laughs> I was just thinking of how Amelia Hart probably died. All right. Yeah. So, so we're we're thinking Anything replicants, else? Like yeah, replicants, replicants, but not yeah. neo pigs. Right. Yeah, uh, we're we're drifting into uh, David Cage territory. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. That's all right. But you know, I hope I could do a better job. Well. You already I couldn't are. do a worse job. No, he did get can't, Clancy Grant Brown got cast. So, I mean, if Kerrigan can get in the movie, that's at least something for that game. It wasn't a hell of a lot, but if Mr. Krabs is in your game, I think it's a, a <laughs> point. That was my okay. random rant. Okay. You knew, you knew that Clancy Brown was Mr. Krabs, right, Chris? No, I don't know who Mr. Krabs is. I think that's oh, from... SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob. Krab from SpongeBob. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I didn't watch SpongeBob. He's an ultra capitalist. <laughs> yeah. <good>. Ah. <laughs> oh, so I hate him. Yeah, you really would. Yeah. Mr. Krabs is kind of a piece of shit. 
Hold on, so, let me check with my wife to confirm. Mr. Krabs, mostly a piece of shit. Except he does love his daughter. His only redeeming feature is that he loves his daughter, and he only shows it by purchasing her stuff. So yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> uh, anything else? Street life, fashion, drug use. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, but I, you ever, those, anything you want to concentrate on. Did you ever see Stranger Days? They had Ralph Fiennes and like uh, Andrew Bassett in it. It was set around 1999, and like uh, you people could record their memories, and then you know you could upload them and wear um, technology and actually experience their memories and stuff like that. Uh, no, uh, but I've heard of the movie, and I've definitely run into that concept in a lot of other places. I kind of like the invasiveness of that. All right. So maybe XPs. like fat. Yeah. So so definitely drugs for sure because. Right. Yeah. In any in any capitalist drugs. system, there's going to be drugs right. because people will want to escape. Drugs. I kind of like, like the uh, the aspect, and I'm not actually kind of. I'm going to use pornography as an example of this, but this is definitely not something I would be comfortable playing that particular aspect of it. You know what I mean? But right. But that I would be like, that would definitely be a use for it. Oh yeah. I like mm-hmm. the um, the the detachment of that level of voyeurism of living somebody's life. You know, you're right. you're watching your child being born or held holding it, and that's the only time that you can actually experience that. And that seems is I, I'm I'm getting artistic or grotesque in my description here, Joe. But that whole I mean, it feels like like an artificial insemination of a of a cow, kind of weird. Like you're, I don't know, disjointed. You're going through the motions, but it's not happening to you, or you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. So uh, you're looking at voyeurism uh, to substitute for uh, missed life experiences, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and then I mean, make up course, for the opportunity cost, and of course, commodification of experience. Yeah, and then I guess on this that that would be a decent hook if you ever wanted to do that. If we got mm-hmm. somebody's knows too much memories kind of thing. Oh yeah, I've just giving you the plot of Stranger Days. Well, you know, I mean, that's also <laughs> basically the plot of Dark City. So and Brainstorm. I, City. Mm-hmm. I and also like Dark City and the Matrix. Yeah, there's a lot plot of a lot of that stuff. It's almost uh, like City. Cyberpunk has uh, a lot of re- recurring themes. It sure does. And, you know, with this, and I'll quit adding to this. I don't want to just, you know, build up a mountain right here and then everything else be sparse. But I kind of like, with the corporatization of stuff, I also like, I would like to see the nightmare that we have experienced in the past at least four years of social media being taken down that hell ho as well you know what i mean right so the corp you know, i don't think i had to explain it since we're living it yeah so i mean the big bad is just gonna be mark zuckerberg let's be real yeah mm, i want it to be sam walton <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have his head in a jar why not both he's gonna have his head on a fucking spike <laughs> they oh, could God, be the, the same hydra. person uh all right so let's see here you like low tech, high tech? You, is that or is that off the table too, Chris? Hmm? How do you mean? 
Like, yeah, well, my example, low tech, high tech, would be like if you watched Aliens and you saw the the shit that they were using is supposed to be futuristic, like total screens and stuff like that. Or do you want to do more integrated, like, um, like the electronics, which I'm fine with it. Um, like, you know, you got a, a, a heads up display that's overlaid, well, like augmented reality on your eyes kind of thing like that. Uh, I actually would kind of like to split the difference and have it have both of those. So you've got just uh cost is yeah. that what the prohibition is? It's a it's a haves and haves not sort of thing. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. What just happened? Hey. hey. Hello, hello. We're creating a cyberpunk dystopia for session zero of this game. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. So far we've decided we're kinda going with like a, a Blade Runner style aesthetic with uh um a lot of talk about like the commodification of technology and like Basically, I suggested, yeah, you can have a cool cyber arm, but that cyber arm has DRM. Or it doesn't so, work too good. Yeah. Well, see, so, here's the thing. I, I jailbroke this sucker, and ever since I did, it doesn't it doesn't flex the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, I only get yeah. 80% of the power out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side, it doesn't flash eat at Joe's every single time that I, you know, stab somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'd leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> Your last vision is an epileptic seizure. That yeah. Well, also, um, one of the megacorps have to be Waffle House. All right. All restaurants are Waffle House. Yeah, they're, they're the all only ones that survive the franchise wars. Oh, thank you, David. I, mean, I thought that's where we were going. The index. <laughs> all right. Um. So, David, we were just talking about. Uh, parts of the cyberpunk genre that you would be most interested in including um so this is just so you're clear on what we're doing here uh we're looking for probably four or five sessions we'll be creating characters this session zero okay. uh and uh i think you've played this brawl before right i have not uh, okay um it's powered by the apocalypse game so you kind of already have an idea of how it's going to work, I would imagine. You know, PBTA uh, is the roll two d six. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, okay. It's a little crunchier than the average one, but not much. Yeah, it's 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 only leaned a little into crunch. It, it hasn't gone crazy the way some of them have. Yeah. Okay, but we're not actually doing the uh, fusion system of actual cyberpunk. No, no, uh, no we're not using uh, cyberpunk red uh, or fusion. Not, well, definitely not the, the old one. Classic ones. cyberpunk, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I there, played I cyberpunk think... back when it was cool. Before it <laughs> oh, was problematic. It's never <laughs> been cool. Uh, it's uh, it's a little too eighties for me. Um, I have looked through the the old book and the current edition, which I bought because, hey, Mike, uh, I liked your other games, <laughs> so I'll buy this one. Mr. Pondsmith, but um, I, I opted against that. I just feel like this brawl is probably a... It's just an easier system, uh, it seems to me, to learn and get your head around. Fair, fair. But yeah, y'all should definitely uh, watch Blade Runner 2049 before we uh, run session one. Oh, well, I will make time for it. Yeah, it's a good... It's a really fucking good movie. Sorry, I had to run off. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. 
Okay. Did we tell Dave what we were kind of thinking of aesthetic-wise? I was uh, just about to get into it. I wanted to make sure he got the Roll20 and um, copy the book. So currently, we're looking sort of at the Blade Runner-esque aesthetic. Uh, Not necessarily the concepts there, but the sort of a grimier future. Uh, Heavy industry is back, which is probably not a good sign for wherever we're at. Uh, Probably kind of zero rusty. Yeah, the chrome is pretty rusty, uh, and uh, you know a lot. Of the technology is probably a little orga- more organic and uh, uh, I don't know juicier than it would typically be. Um, and we were talking about themes, uh, so the the big one being corporate abuse of technology to control humanity. A lot of that is through like version locking and planned obsolescence. Uh, we're going to stay away from <clears throat> anything like to the level of Eclipse phase, complete body replacement. You know, you still have to have your original. They can't just take your brain out and put it in a new thing. Uh, eight, right, right. Um, artificial intelligence Wait. is still early. Um, the drug wise, I suggested, and you may have seen the movie as well. Um, one of the things on top of there being drugs in general, I like the idea that was like people are recording their memories and experiences and then you can jack in and, you know, you know, jack off. Well, well, (laughs) I mean, thanks. But, uh, if you've seen like stranger days, strange days or something with, uh, back in the day, David. Somewhat. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, is that it was actually a big thing within it was, uh, brain dancing. Um, yeah, it's in the, um, the original. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that same concept uh, where you're just yeah getting somebody else's lived experience slightly edited uh, to experience for yourself. Um, and a lot of what we're looking at that for is uh, voyeurism to make up for personal missed life experiences. Uh, we're, besides we're the obvious, Ready Player One, but good. <sighs> <laughs> I want no I've already references. got some crazy thoughts on it. Oh, this is going to be a short game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want any pop culture references. The way Ready Player One did it, at least. Okay, fair. It's okay fair. for jokes. I just don't want it to be like the plot. Hey, do you remember the eighties? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> they weren't as good as he thinks. <laughs> um commodification of experience and adam also brought up social media uh like such current social media but worse if that's uh, and it's and it's domination of culture and probably also um so playbook wise um i was gonna say playbook wise who has what already called we haven't really talked about that yet yeah we're um we're mostly kind of going through the the opening here like, does uh, anybody have one they're looking at, or no? I'm I'm open to whatever. I'm, I will pick what's not chosen. I've already told uh, Joe my suspicion as to what Adam's going to pick. We'll see. <laughs> um, I kind of like the idea of playing either the pusher or the reporter. Okay. Because uh, let's be real. I, I'm a loud mouth, so of course the pusher would make sense to me, and. I like the investigative aspect of reporting. Fair, fair. 
on the one hand, I've played um, in classic cyberpunk, I tend to play medic, but I tend to also play the combat medic. By the end of one of the campaigns, I had gotten really good at not dying, whereas we went through a solo like every two games. And so by Jesus. the end of it, I was <laughs> I was almost a better shot than any solos that we picked up. And um, I'd also picked up the ambidextrous chip and the ambi so I could have eyes turning in different directions like a chameleon. And nice. so I just ran into things with a deagle in either hand, just smart link to the hand. And then when I right. field surgery, I would just holster a deagle, pull out a scalpel instead, and just keep shooting with the other hand while I was working on somebody. It was it was fun, but at the same time, they're like, this character is broken, you need to retire him. <laughs> I'm like, fair. Yeah. He needs to open up his own shop that no one will ever rob because he's the baddest ass that's ever lived. <laughs> Igor, keep telling you, Igor, combat medic. Mm-hmm. Hold still. I have stable gun. Hell yeah. But um, just with the talk of the proprietary um, proprietary software and um, programs and whatnot, and also the idea of experiencing other people's memories, I had a wicked thought, and I want to bounce this one. Sure. Every single um, piece of memory edited... Um, like one of the things in the original cyberpunk is if you didn't have the skill, you could chip it. And right. so you could just yeah. drop a chip in and you would have that to a small level, but it couldn't advance any further. I'm thinking that I'm already seeing the idea of proprietary chips, but when you plug them in, you take on some of the personality of the person who had it before. Okay. So I'm seeing a overly flamboyant dance battler chip for martial arts. <laughs> But then a uh, um, then a cold merciless killer for the uh, shooting, like if I have to switch between, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Um, that's definitely a thing. Chipping is definitely a thing in the game. Um, some of the characters can do that. I don't think every character starts with the ability to chip, but some of them definitely do. Um, and I have no problem with the idea that like the chips are based on lived experience, not just a set of rote skills. Uh, and so that they would impart that personality on you. Yeah, I dig that. I like it, man. That's And how much of it do you retain if you take the chip out? And when do you stop becoming you? Depends Ooh. on how many chips you got in. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how often you use them. Yeah. True. And so I'm, I'm either leaning towards a shooty-shooty bang-bang or maybe a fixer, depending on which one we need more. I actually also really like that idea for the chips because it very much brings into the concept of the loss of identity. Yeah. I like all the cerebral aspects of cyberpunk as a genre. Who would have thought? Me. <laughs> you, Chris? Mm-hmm. Unthinkable. No, that's just crazy talk there. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, wanna, I got a couple more uh, sending questions I want to ask before we get into definitely okay. picking playbooks. Sure. Uh, so where does the sprawl take place? So what urban setting is it taking place in? It doesn't have to be urban. I would prefer it to be urban because that's mainly my lived experience and I'm going to be GM in the game. Branson. Um, no. I, mean, I, I thought he said urban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, we I mean, if always... you're going to do Branson, why not just bump it up to its like bigger, tougher, cooler, older cousin, Las Vegas? 
Um, I, I actually do kind of like the idea of like a Chicago-ish kind of place. So it's got a history. It's got that sort of um, impressive but also imposing architecture. Okay, yeah. Do we want to set it in an actual city or do we want to just file off the serial numbers and make it our own? I yeah, figured it would be making our own, but... Yeah. Uh, suggestion... So... Sure. Geography, I kind of like the, the, and I, I mean, I wouldn't have said this if we were going to tack the actual city name in it, but I, I kind of like the Seattle rainforest-ish kind of, you know, coastal. Oh, we don't mess with Greenpeace anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, we could really go far, and uh, if you guys, there's a uh, a collection of short stories and novellas called Metatopia that's set in Seattle and. Uh, that has been like that's set in like that area. Everything's been taken over by um green technology. It's really cool. Hmm. By FN Ball. Uh, it's by a bunch of pe- people. I know Scalzi had okay. a short story in it. Okay, that's not the one I'm looking at. Then. Yeah. So so the yeah, original that... um so the original Blade Runner. Uh, one of the things about it was that because of the super overabundance of pollution it was always night and one of the things that they did to kind of emphasize that is in the background um you would see people walking past who had these umbrellas with a light bar in the stick of it as opposed to um carrying a flashlight in one hand and an umbrella in the other so they could do both and so part of me is thinking los Li- los ligeros uh city of light that is still shrouded in perpetual darkness because corporations fuck the ozone layer. Right. Huh. They did a terrible job filling this growler. Yeah, it's only like two thirds. Did you drink a third of it already? No, I think there may be a uh times a are hard, Chris. Growler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this growler may have a hole in it. Oh, that would be a problem. Yeah. Growler, well, God, that's my favorite Hank Williams song. Oh well. <sighs> there okay. goes some beer wasted. So what I've got is mostly gross. Um, my Spanish is terrible. Uh, polluted. Um, maybe not constantly night, but often dim. The um, I thought that it was a nice um, dichotomy for Las Vegas, which is the yeah. city that is Vegas itself. No matter where you go, it's daylight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a dome over top of it. They can make it artificial day. As long as it's daylight out, you're going to be in the casinos. You shouldn't actually know what time it is. Oh, hey, there's a breakfast buffet that's going right now. Right, yeah. It's always morning. With Los Ligeros, it bills itself as the city of light, but it's actually the city of night. Have either either of you read the uh, David Wong, like, futuristic something in funny hats or whatever? Oh, uh, like, ultraviolence and, like, fancy suits or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of like the idea that well the city that they deal with in it uh, was completely built by like corporations and I mean there's like U- U.S. government wasn't involved in it whatsoever and they're not there it's its own lawless kind of place um, I don't know if we would actually say that there's no over government well I mean, honestly that makes sense too. I kind of like the corporations own the city as well, kind of deal. Oh, yeah. Like like, well, there's yeah. kind of a split between the corporations and the crime families and the 
well, corporations, crime families, and then when you get to a certain part of the city, nobody just or nobody cares. This is this is the slums. This is where anybody can make it because you have to make it to crawl your way out. I would actually go so far as to say there is no split between the corporations and the crime families. It's like an open uh, secret. Yeah, they're, they're the, there's a there, technically, um, you know, that guy is bad because he doesn't follow business practices. He follows right. the crime principles, <laughs> but his brother, who may <laughs> or may not be the right actual way. CEO with a mustache. <laughs> uh, okay. And so the Las uh, Adam, Vegas approach. Yeah. Right. Adam wants it in the upper Northwest. Yeah. So rain and et cetera. Very noir. Maybe uh, it's like a Pacific Northwest version of the Atlant- of Atlantic City. Jesus H. Christ. All right. You got it. What? Uh, Man, I've been to Atlantic. I've, I've been to Atlantic City many times. Oh, God. It sucks, right? It's terrible. It's the worst. Trump Tower. Ooh. Yeah, all those dead casinos. Yep. All right. Uh, you really got to suck at business to lose money make running a casino. Yes. Pacific Northwest by way of Atlantic City. Okay. Um, but with uh, some sort of... So, Adam, you said built, you know, maybe built entirely by a corporation, but... Yeah. I want to modify that by okay. to include Chris's earlier comment so that it was like built on top of a pre-existing town, but one that like mostly died out. Uh, so you still get all the old imposing architecture from the art deco era. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can take that. Yeah, I can vibe with that. All right. Part of it too, is that every time that somebody bulldozes a casino and rebuilds a new one, it's just adds to the hodgepodge because there's no real set architecture style. It's all over the place because we've got some that look like ancient Greek amphitheaters and some that <laughs> look like a circus and some that look like it's built inside a sunken pirate ship that was raised and just dropped in the middle. But I, I'd like this to be only be in like the um, gambling corporate side of the area. Like I yeah. really want to keep that like. Blade Runner vibe for, you know, the slums. Oh, yeah. Once you get to the slums, the slums are built out of the remains of... Shoot, I even see that at parts of it, they just kind of went, well, there's a perfectly good wall over there in what's left of Hail Sneezer, so we're just going to grab that hunk of wall and just build it here. Like, we can keep using that architecture over there, but, you know, or even the Art Deco style. Even just, this used to be a bank. What is it now? Tenement housing. Yeah. I uh, mean, what I'm hearing is a different kind of ugly in every part of the city, just depending I, on where you're at. So one thing about the neighborhood I live in, it's um, it's a historic neighborhood, uh, but a historic neighborhood of mansions that have all been converted into like really cheap apartments. Yeah. So, like, on the outside, it's beautiful. On the inside, everything's falling apart. So, something like that. Old world charm, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it up here. Yep. I, I like this uh, gentrification on several different levels, kind of from, you know, the church is now, or the, you know, cathedral is now a um, Walgreens. Oh, you mean, like, the church that, that uh, is across my, the street from my house and a, a dude lives in? And sometimes punk bands play at? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm on board with the second half of that, at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, right. that place owns. It's awesome. So we've got, what are the important areas of the city? We've got the, uh, we've got the casino, like gambling, gambling section. Let's just call that the vice section. And, you know, we've already said that it's ugly. So when we say casino here for the vice section, are we talking, um, that thought is over. Never mind. I just, I'm thinking, uh, you've got two ways to do this. You've got, if you're going to go straight up AC, then it's going to be on the beach. You'll have a boardwalk Mm -hmm. and then it's all lined in casinos, um, on the north end where it verges into another city, uh, it turns into condos. On the south end, it dies in the sound. Um, it just peters off. Um, if you're doing it the Vegas way, then it'll be the strip. And, you know, the further away you get from the central section, the more dangerous and uglier it gets, and it goes in both directions. Hmm. What do you guys like? I mean, it would be a real shame for all that beautiful waterfront to be destroyed by, you know, gambling. <laughs> and by a shame, I mean, it would be great. Also I'm, inevitable. Yeah, also inevitable. inevitable. I'm kind of leaning toward Atlantic City format. All right. I'm right there with you. Um, I think, like, the one holdout on the waterfront, um, there is a section of boardwalk that was devoted to, like, um, an amusement park that's fallen into disrepair. And then at one other section, a yacht club that only has, like, maybe 10, 15 really, really old geezers that are still clinging to the idea of, we're going to house the regatta next year. But the corporations are slowly trying to muscle them out and just decided to wait for them to die. Are they old money or the the, the last ragged ends of old money? Or are they like middle class dudes who had nice had little boats that they like to drive around? Porque no la dos. <laughs> I mean there's there's definitely a a good tra- a big tradition of working class folks getting into sailing as like a sport so they'll have you'll have the folks who like run the ships who um who don't really have a lot of money like i um one of the folks laura may's dad goes boating with is a a firefighter right and then you'll have the people who actually own the boats who are usually rich so it could be something like that okay and then like because it is a yacht club um, there's also a couple of folks that got in via the grandfather clause. I'm seeing like there's the one guy that they just don't talk about who calls himself the captain, uh, who owns his own boat, but has it perpetually moored there because the moorage fee is cheaper than an apartment. And so oh, he's yeah. got a boat that he's living in, but it's technically not a houseboat. And he sails it once every month and a half or so, or whatever it is, so that he's not constantly moored. So he's you not know, paying extra fees. David, yeah. you actually just 100% described my Uncle Jay. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people who do that. It's, yeah. a way, it's, a, it's a serious way of life in a lot of the Caribbean, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he was also the sort of guy who would compete uh, professionally in like sailboat races, so... Uh, other geography places um so yeah probably the corporate center which may or may not be separate from the casino section there's a there's a greek wall between the two like if you 
If you circle around the building, you'll notice that the entrance to the headquarters is on the far opposite side of the building as the entrance to the casino. Um, <laughs> the entrance to the corporate center is white. The entrance to the casino is red and black and glitzy and all of that. But somewhere in the middle, the two just kind of seem to merge. And if you're walking through building one, there is a way that you can get from the casino to the corporate headquarters and vice versa, but it's not something that is widely talked about. All right. And it's played off as, oh, these were originally two separate buildings that had a, we just happened to build an annex between the two at one point in time, and we could totally separate them if we wanted to. We just wanted to provide our employees with a fun gambling experience for the to make up for the stressful hours they work and and as a reward, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I'd like the geography to be laid out. So I mean, the slums are the slums, obviously. But I think I, I think it would be a nightmarish hell if we had like where the more affluent people live, like the suburbs kind of areas like that. I would like the infrastructure and roads to be so roundabout and like all over the not all over the place but inconvenient for people to travel from the the poorer part of town to the other like you would have to actually circle the city or something insane just which is you know so so the way i urban planning yeah okay i've got a thought for that if i can sure um between the suburbs and like the places where all of the folks actually have to go in and work. Um, there is a slum, of course, but there's also another technically not a slum, but totally a slum that everybody refers to as just ethnic town, because okay. this is where the immigrant population settled and they've all kind of merged. So there's some folks that came from Indochina. There's some folks that came from, um, parts of northern europe there's some folks that and it's just kind of blended together into this slurry of foreign nationals that are here within los ligeros but we can't call it chinatown because not everybody here is from china we can't call it um you get what i'm saying it's yeah 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 yeah. you could just call it exotica (laughs) actually exotica kind of insulting Depending on how you look at it, it's either properly insulting or we're going to try to mask it the insult with a tiny veneer of civility, or you can just call it ethnic town. Or you can call it the melting pot because everyone gets sucked together and they can't get out. Also also that. Language is developing different there, slowly. Like words from other languages are being introduced. There's a pigeon that is popular within it called slag. Oh, slag. And the corporations own the subdivisions and the homeowners associations. And there's a, a real class. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, that's not a problem. I, mean, uh, I didn't yeah. think of that, but boy, uh, corporates, corporations having a huge seats on HOAs, I am yeah. way on board with. Like, and essentially, what I'm kind of, and I'm thinking back to co miners and stuff like that. I kind of want my my hell city is everybody's buying like from the company store kind of bullshit mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- definitely the the company store script shit. That that also fits right straight into the whole um, 
corporations controlling you through technology and DRM and things like that. And then there's at least one corporation that has figured out that they can try to be nice to people that they want under their thumb. Um, Neo Papa John's. The old Papa John's. I was actually thinking Queequeg's <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> and um, the one of the things about Queequeg's, other than the fact that they're everywhere, is um, they have an anti-Karen policy in place, which keeps their workers happy. If they have somebody who complains that they got the order wrong, they immediately go to the surveillance. <laughs> and if they didn't, in fact, get the order wrong, the worker, the barista gets to fling Nerf harpoons at them until they leave. I love right. the idea that ordering a cup of coffee turns into like the refs on a football field or like checking the tape to make a decision. Mm-hmm. That's great. We're gonna this need... isn't what I ordered. I ordered soy. Whistle blows. <laughs> to the security footage. Put it on the big screen. Unfortunately, we're going to need a different name for that coffee place because that has been used by Deus Ex 2. It has. Yeah. Um... Queequegs and the their competitor Pequods, of course, owned by the same company. Well, I'm going for let's go Billy Bud. Billy Bud. That's a that's, that's more, another character. Yeah. Well, yeah, in another story, but yeah, uh, Scriveners. Scriveners coffee. Bart, yeah. Bartleby. Actually, Actually, hang on. List of characters from. Oh, there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. You can just call it flasks. Oh God! What was it? What, what Why don't we just call it Ishmael's? Ishmael. There we go. The name of the coffee place is Call Me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can see like a big CMI. Yeah. The only downside is that that does away with my thought. For instead of, do you want a tall, grande, or venti? It's, uh, yeah, I'd like to order a coffee. Okay. Do you want Queequeg Killy Whale or do you want Whale Killy Queequeg? <laughs> oh no! It's um. Based it on the folio system from Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. That's definitely happening. Hold on. I'll figure that out later. So that's some cool stuff. Where do you typically work and hang out? Uh, now, work is, of course, uh, crimes. Could be interpreted. Yeah, it could be crimes or it could be like your fake day job. I think hang out is probably more important. Um, but if you do I, specifically say, hey, I work in the slums, and you do your crimes in the slums, that's going to kind of like put the level of um, missions we're going to perform, it'll probably be at like that street crime level. I kind of like the idea of working in the melting pot, because that gives us a lot a lot more to work with. A lot of variety, yeah. Yeah, because then we can, we can go do corporate stuff, we can... Uh, try to break into casinos because they're near nearby we can burglarize um the uh ceo's mansion over in the uh, rich dick district stuff like okay. that uh what is the channel that we're actually typing notes in? is it in general or are we going to be yeah getting... i have i'll create actually that's a good point i probably need to go ahead and create a, a ch- I, i'm a taking paper notes because i am also a luddite and okay. then i'll uh, i'll create a google doc that i'll share with everybody yeah, but we should also create a channel specifically for the sprawl. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I've been working really hard on trying to clean this up. Well, that's no, all good. And there's no way around it. I just I minimize windows and it doesn't look so bad. All right, so yeah, I've just created a sprawl. I think I did. 
did I? Or did I put it in? Oh, I'll move That's, it down into yeah, the actual Because I'm thinking that if we're hanging out in, um, if we're going to be living mostly in the melting pot and working there, I think I've got the perfect hangout for us. Okay. Uh, Lee O'Halloran, Vincenzo's Sushi Bar, Grill, and Bait Shop. I don't know. I, I kind of like something a little more serious than that. Okay, so we'll lose the bait shop? <laughs> you know, this is a part of town. Like, the melting pot is also a part where people, I wouldn't necessarily say slumming it or stuff like that, but there's such a creativity and an artistic vibe and stuff like that that people from out of that area will go into there, too. So that to get, like, the more ethnic food, to get the, the, the clubs and a dancing experience. Is it getting gentrified? Part- well, I don't think it's so much getting gentrified as much as there is some of the stuff that's blending together. Like, So one of the things I got to talking about with my boss's husband over dinner tonight was the fact that doesn't matter what culture you're from, there are some things that just translate over. Because he's from India, and um, we got to talking about the difference between uh, pierogi and dumplings, and... I forget all of the things that came up in it, but it seems like every freaking culture out there has their own version of, we put this stuff in dough and deep fry it. Yep, that's definitely a thing. Oh, I've actually got an idea. Um, how about we, our, our hangout is basically an illegal kitchen that doesn't have a name. Okay, name so is like, kitchen. So it's like, it's where people go to buy food, but it's definitely not supposed to be there. I kind of like the idea of like if if our actual job too is maybe we're working at the like the dock bringing in the catch of the day kind of stuff or the stuff that's being shipped into the city like that if that would give our characters like mobility. I mean, so, we could I also mean, all all have different day jobs. True. I like the idea of some of us having, or I like the idea of several different day jobs, but I also kind of I want to throw out there that. I'd like to see one person within the group be a rich idiot who is doing this to stick it to his father, mother, grandparents, etc. So I'd like at least one rich idiot who has money but doesn't want to fall back on it. Be like, the change you want to see in the world, David. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, doing I, his best. I think I, I also... Want... To uh, just... Go ahead. All right, so I'm actually thinking about this. I'm probably going to lean towards the reporter uh, playbook. Okay. So I'll be a freelancer, if anything. All right, so you're a freelance reporter. Okay. Yeah. Because that's a stressful fucking job, and it's even worse in a dystopia. Okay, so you pretty much hang out at the melting pot. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are important for folks who work or hang out in the region? Like, who are people that you would have... Uh, a mild connection to, or have some status in this area. So we got Rich Idiot to be named later. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of um, at least one community elder who is very widely respected, but at the same, or you know, the nobody crosses Old Man Witherspoon seriously, and old man Witherspoon just does not raise a hand. It's kind of the Dolly Parton phenomenon, if you understand what I mean. Right. It's just somebody it's says something respected. against. Yeah, somebody says something against old man Witherspoon, and just everybody jumps their shit. There was a riot in Wynwood, Miami, in 1990, 
because um, a very popular drug dealer who uh, was basically the he he helped the Puerto Rican community just stay alive. Uh, got murdered by police. Maybe somebody like that. Just somebody who's very obviously doing something illegal, but everyone loves him because he's good to the community. Okay, I like that. And like, um, uh... my thought was immediately someone Asian, either a Japanese expatriate or a Chinese expatriate, who has basically brought in like a significant amount of the population illegally. Like he's at the end of a um. How do I word it? He's at the end of a human trafficking line, but he's a good end to it. Like, he brings people here, and it's like, congratulations, you're here. This is the amount that I paid to get you over. Um, I am not going to expect you to hand me all of that money back at once. Just throw it back into the community. Do I look like I need the money? I vibe with that. All right, human trafficker with a heart of gold. At the same token don't cross him like if you if it's a case of oh cool you're gonna bring in all of these uh, people for free <clears throat> well here's my entire family don't push your luck yeah still gonna pay him just not right now or prove that you're worth it to the community and we'll talk and then you know suddenly we've got all sorts of people who are doing great things for the community because they've got family that it's still on the other side of the ocean mm-hmm. I like how that Okay. Um, anyone else? Uh, we need we need a scummy politician somewhere. Not oh, that yeah. we like them or anything, but yeah, I want the um, the scummy politician that is. Uh, I think uh, trying to make self made millionaire, but he actually lost money in the casino business. Somebody, you know, my, my arch nemesis. I'm just trying to pin him down. That works, but yeah, I think somebody who's trying to be definitely expo. expo- exploitative of the melting pot. Okay. Um, let's say city council member for the district. For some uh, reason, but, I but see it's gerrymandered. Who, um, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so here's what I'm picturing for the politician just in the back of my mind. Um, tell me if this works or tell me if this is too much. Um, Managed to get a lot of votes in the melting pot by appearing to be the right nationality for everybody. He has oh, one okay. of those ambiguous, yeah. ambiguously foreign names to the point where everybody's like, oh, well, clearly he comes from where we do. He was born and raised in this city, and that is an assumed name. His real name is Smith. Or, even better, um, to get to get this into the technology side of things, he has synthetic skin that changes color. and. Mm. I figured that was part of it, yeah. Uh, synthetic uh, hair, synthetic um, skin, so that he can shift it, to, shift his complexion and shift his um, hair no matter where he goes. Subtly, too. Like. All right, literal chameleon. We got to have somebody who's just super fucked up on all, all the memory drugs, just like basically no longer has a personality. Or has all of them. Like, like I'm thinking, like Philip K. Dick. Where do I start? Where do I stop? And where do you begin? Basically, he, a scanner darkly. He or she used to be, um, used to be an actor. Used to be in the, used to be in the vids. Man, I used to be in the hollow vids. I was a star back in the day. What movies oh, were you in? You or oh that? man, like basically Peter Sellers, because 
Peter Sellers is an, was an empty suit of a man when he wasn't in a movie. Yeah. Except, you know, Peter Sellers, but worse. Yeah. Oh my god, so much worse. Okay. Um, that seems good. So, the last thing I am going to ask is, uh, we're each going to get to name a corporation and uh, their main sphere of operation. Of course, all every corporation has the power to has the capability of projecting power enough to fuck you guys up. Uh, but they each have like a sphere of core competency that they prefer to operate in. Um, I am going to drop another link to a pretty good uh, name generator. If you need help with coming up with some of these names. Uh, Just trying to think of how to fit Reagan into a name for Chris. Reagan. Yeah, like Reagan, uh, Reagan Electric or something like that. I kind of like the power company because it trickles down. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how about Reagan Bioengineering? Nah, that doesn't work. Um, well, we'll, 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 I'll look at the name generator, yeah. too. That's a pretty good... San Manto. San Manto. What do they focus on? Bioengineering? Bioengineering, uh, bio- seeds, um, the standard... Like big biotech company and agribusiness, so we're like we're like talking like designer uh, genetic engineering, right? Okay, here's a, here's a name that I just generated that I love. Okay, Cycorp Services Corporation. <laughs> Cycorp Services Corporation. I like how it's got corp in it twice, but um, I think that um. It does everything from private security to uh, they're contracted to even do urban development and uh, engineering projects as well. All right, instead of actual, instead of San Manto, which is obviously just a joke, um, let's say it's uh... all right. David's got Warren Pierce Corp. Totally not weapons development. Wink. <laughs> Weber no, Bacigalupi Genomics. Now I'm just thinking of ED209, David. What was that? The bad company in uh, uh, Robocop called? OCP. I immediately flash to um, Rocco's Modern Life and Conglomo with their slogan of We Own You. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And Dinosaurs, which had the We Say So Corporation. Why? Because we say so. I think part of my... Um, criteria here is I'm trying to I, th- I think of this future is so xenophobic that I can I, when I see like Chiataka technology agglomerated or whatever I'm that's thinking. actually a, a, a function of xenophobia um, in some of cyberpunk uh, the uh, massive number of Japanese and what Mainly the just number Japanese. of Japanese and Chinese firms was was a subject of xenophobia and uh, a fear of Japanese takeover of the economy in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, Wayland Yutani, man. Right. Well, and as a matter of fact, um, part of the thing in cyberpunk was that those were the corporations that basically bought out the government. They wrote the check and just kind of went, "Yeah, no, it's uh, our country now. We bought it, so we make the rules." Yes. I mean, I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. There's nothing like Raytheon that exists. No. 
Boeing is not a thing. <laughs> All right. Northrop Grumman. Another. Yeah. And this would be my last name. Do I do uh, we like each get it? one, Adam. Oh, okay. I may take Sackworth out then. Tell me what you guys think. Okay. Sajin Multinational. Anything with multinational in it, I automatically am suspicious. So, yes. Okay, so I I, re- I retract the Sidecorp Services Corporation and go for Sidegen oh. Multinational and oh. their bioengineering. So we have two bioengineering firms. Oh, crap. Okay, you already took that. They, I mean, you can no, have no, two bioengineering great. firms. They can compete. Yeah. We've got the latest... Um, We've got the latest samples of our hypoallergenic uh, labraweenie puppy that are going to be perfect for apartment dwellers. They're small, they're loyal, they don't shed, they're hypoallergenic. How about SciGen Multinational is a uh, digital media and like technology firm? Yeah, they're the ones that's doing all the spinning. Yeah. Like, which it, it's it's making me think of Deus Ex, like in the in the first reboot of Deus Ex game. Turns out the big uh, news anchor woman that you see giving all the headlines is just an AI. Oh yeah, that that one's cool. That was a cool little thing. Okay, now I get to come up with one. Let's see. I'm gonna say Natolink GmbH. What do they do? Uh no, they they concentrate on. Uh, Cybernetics. Cybernetics and uh, net hardware. Ah, so they're the DRM assholes. So, yeah. Could the biotech is actually their big developments trying to develop anti rejection drugs so your body don't reject the hardware? It's kind of the big push. Uh, no, they want it would be anti rejection drugs that you continuously got to take so that it won't take, so that it won't reject it. Oh yeah, no, they're they're basically working in partnership with Weber Bajigalupi Genomics to uh, constantly create planned obsolescence and copywriting the uh, the new medications. These aren't necessarily the only corporations that are going to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are just the you know the ones that we're starting out with. You know, some others might show up. Uh, okay, so next bet. Uh, let's do some character creation. All right. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, let's do so, it. So, Chris, uh, you seem pretty solid on the reporter. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that. All right. Has anyone else had an opportunity to kind of peruse the playbooks? I should include the playbooks here. Oh, boy. I, uh, my op- my options for uh, eyes, two immediately pick come to mind. Dejected and sad. <laughs> yeah. Those are not... Uh, those are four examples, you know. Yeah, they're, not, they're suggestions, but, I know. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking one, but what, what are you thinking, David? I don't want to step on your toes. Well, you were here first, so you get to go first, Peter. I gotta be the driver. I'm looking at the driver. Driver, okay. Well, so, lost that I, bet. Huh? I lost that bet. You thought I was going hunter? Killer, actually. Uh, For the mayhem. Well, if we need a killer, um, yeah, might as well. All right. I'm liking some of these things. So, uh, they're pretty self-explanatory. If you've got the, if you have the playbooks, I think I think you should. Yeah. Um, you just follow them along. You know, pick your, distribute your stats as listed. Plus two, plus one, plus one, 
zero minus one minus two. Um, the character sections in the book and the playbooks themselves will tell you what the character mostly depends on to be successful. Can I get a rundown on the stats real quick as to what or which one does what? Absolutely. Let me just uh, pause for a moment because my cat insisted that I sit next to her while she eats. <laughs> That's and, fair. Uh, I need to go get my my mouse. Thank you. All right. I, I got to take cool for plus two. So that also uh, apply first aid. So I, I could even work as a healer, I guess, possibly. All right. I I have to stick with edge in mind as my uh, my mains. It's actually like attacking. Hmm. I presume meat. Mix it up. Uh, mix it up is, yeah, for getting in a fight. Okay, and what is synth? Use synth is any time you're using your cyberware, yeah. Alrighty. So if I'm going for more machine than man, I think that that means that my synth will be the plus two. Uh, you'll want to take some uh, some options that let you replace your synth stuff with uh, your other your other actions. Then, if if it's available in the playbook. Okay. Well, it says that I uh, start with five cred, so that's right. an easy number to figure. And then there's um, it says your meat or synth should be plus two or plus one. Right. So you would go with the synth. Right. And it's you, it just means that you're going to be relying on your synthetics. So um, one of the stats. Cool is just your ability to remain calm and focused in a stressful situation. Um, that is going to apply to mainly, like, uh, in a lot of cases, non-combat stuff. So uh, it's important for the driver because they're going to be focusing on driving around and probably avoiding damage instead of fighting with their vehicles, although they could fight with them as well. Um, edge is your ability to smarts or experience to give the impression that you are a badass. Um, seems pretty obvious there. Um, meat is use your physical talents without the aid of cybernetics to overcome a problem. Anything that involves punching, shooting, bashing, uh, you know, simple answers to simple problems. Uh, mind is your ability to think your way out of through logic. It's your pretty Pretty typical intelligence stat. Style is your ability to handle a situation with charisma. Um, so that would be, that's going to be all your fast talks or persuasions or convincing anybody to do anything uh, when you're not trying to intimidate them would be style. And synth is your ability to use technology to your benefit, um, both your cyberware and any sort of like matrix interfacing. So let me go back to page one so I can go and click on the old playbook here for the killer. Yeah, you would, um, you might want to look into muscle grafts, David. So you can uh, use synth instead of uh, meat when you're in uh, you know attacking with a melee weapon or uh, synthetic nerves also good. Um, I was thinking both of those actually. Yeah, and then um, I get the custom weapon. Right. 
And then I get uh, one more, and I was looking at possibly more machine than man to pick up um, neural interface. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, the plus linked tag uh, means that you can use it in. Um, you can use it the same way you were describing with your previous meta character, where they were they were linked to the handgun, so it's a smart gun. Yeah. I was either thinking that, or I might go for, if he's fast enough, um, maybe go for the cyber arm with the implanted weapon, either the retractable claws, or I'm giving it some thought. There's a couple of options. I, I like the idea of guy that looks normal just happened to be wearing a suit, then suddenly crazy claw hands. Yeah. <laughs> or where did he pull that sword out of? He just flicked his wrist and it just shot out. Or for an infiltrator, one of my favorites was the mono whip, where you pull a fingernail and, you know, yank it a good uh, three yeah. feet away from your hand and then just garrowed. Yes. They're dead. I cut their whole I cut their whole body off. <laughs> three out of four of the cyberware I can pick all have recording. Well, I mean that's your sort of your deal. Maybe I should just name my character Craig. <laughs> And you start every conversation with now recording. Now recording. Why do you say that every time? Uh, it's <laughs> part of the DRM. <laughs> we're in a we're in a two party state, so I have to. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that big artificial eyes, are y'all gonna make me have to worry about DRM? I mean, yes. That's gonna be so that that's gonna be a question that comes up after you finish your characters. I'm gonna ask you, uh how did you get the cyberware? And you either got it from a corporation, which means that you, they either own you or you are hunted and the ownership would be the DRM. Basically they, they, they can make it, they can make your life ever cyberware you've got installed. Cause they still have all the access codes. Um, alternately, alternatively, if it's not, if you're not hunted or owned, then the cyberware has to have, some sort of defect. Okay, that sounds fair. And the defects are that it hurts and it's going to do permanent name da- na- uh, nerve damage. Um, it decays so that it works, but it needs constant repair and eventually it's going to fail. Um, yeah, it's not. It's no longer getting the, It's no longer yeah. getting uh, updates. It's no longer getting your OS updates. <laughs> I'm using the Windows ME eyeballs. That's right. <laughs> you put Cyanogen on it, but man, they stopped updating that 10 years ago, and it's not going to work forever. <laughs> Which do you think would be more useful for a reporter? Uh, a neural interface with data storage, cybercoms, which basically means I can jam signals and record. Cyber ears, which means I have super hearing and I can record if I want to. And cyber eyes, supervision, and I can record. Um, is uh, I would uh, is it going to be invest? Are you trying to catch people out, or are you trying to find things out? What do you guys think? I would say if you're trying to catch people out, then it would be the cyber eyes with recording because you're going to you will be recording them, um, committing an act for which you can then report on. 
Hmm. Uh, if you're trying to find out more information to build a more complete story, then it would be the ears because you're going to need it to not just to record, but to it will help you gather the data in a different way. Of course, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, mm-hmm. the eyes will still help you gather gather similar data. It just seems to me the ears would be more of a concentration on I'm trying to overhear things so I know the next step to take. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the ears. Got magic hearing aids. I get a neural interface and a remote control module. Now that I have a driver, unfortunately, you guys are going to have to do a scenario with a car. That's all right. New Edison's are out early this year. <laughs> They're better than the Musks, at least. Ugh. I only see you spot for one thing of cyberware? Uh, in the Roll20? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's check. I should probably uh, add another character. What's the difference between inaccessible partition and encrypted? Encryption's more general, so most of your communications are going to be encrypted. An inter- uh, inaccessible partition means they can't access it without the codes. Um, and if they attempt to, I imagine like most inex- partitions that you lock up in that fashion, it will delete itself, would be my understanding. Uh, yeah, then I'm going with inaccessible partition. Let's take a look here. Um, cyberware. You can add below that. If you click the add button, it'll add another uh, more cyberware. Alright, so I get two wheels. You start with cyberlinked vehicle. vehicle when you go pet. live from the scene and broadcast a stream to avoid harm and expose your target, roll edge. 7+. plus. You get shot. You get the shot you want and are escorted to a position of safety. Okay, so I'm thinking my car... Is uh, needs to be more armored, I guess. Knowing us, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Adam. Are you implying something? Are you trying to say that we <coughs> might? Oh, I don't know. Get ourselves into some sort of trouble, possibly. <laughs> oh man. I can make a reference to uh, Transmetropolitan with one of my moves. Filthy assistance! Wait, if I take that build, it's going to be unreliable? Man, I should reread Transmetropolitan. That was a good fucking comic. Yeah, I'm not going to pick that build for my car. No, no kidding. I, I thought about being a shooty-shooty-bang-bang, but... I uh, just... I don't know. Being a wheel man sounds fun. Wheel woman. But, uh... Wheel, ma'am. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Spending way too much time on this car, folks. Like, I gotta say what it looks like. I'm gonna be a fast car. When you corner someone and hound them with questions to get to the bottom of a story, roll edge. Ten plus, they tell you the truth, regardless of consequences. Seven through nine, they give you enough to get you off their back, and then when they're safe, they choose one. They respond with fear, they respond with anger, they respond with clinical calm. Ooh, I think I'm gonna go with monstering. Well, if a name like if a name like Banshee, I guess obviously my weakness of my vehicle should be as loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got an anti muffler? <laughs> yeah, run straight pipes is what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But maybe glass packs. Good point. Which, good point. Which are almost uh straight, but almost straight pipes, but slightly less. 
Okay, so I am so I'm building the custom weapon. Cool. Um, I'm going with handguns, uh, which are two damage close or close or near. They're okay. loud and they're quick. Um, I'm going to make them either big or dangerous. Can I switch that to and? Um, hmm. Let's take a look here. All right. Directives. Compassionate. When you put your compassion for the powerless ahead of the mission, mark experience. Network. When you when your membership in blank hinders the mission, mark experience. Revealing. When you discover more information about blank, mark experience. And vengeful. When you harm blank or their interests, mark experience. Going for vengeful. Uh, so, uh, David, in rules terms, they mean the same thing. Um, if they're big guns, they do extra harm. If they're dangerous guns, they do extra harm. Uh, if you want to choose big and dangerous as your two choices, you can do that. But that'll be your two options. Well, I'm just thinking, I, I have the thought in my mind. Um, I see Andre pulling out a pair of just really, really large handguns and just unloading. Like, that's yeah. the... Yeah, then you could just pick, pick they're big, and you pick big one time, and then dangerous one time. <laughs> and there you go, and you got plus two damage, and that's the deal. Well, um, I'm actually going with automatic, so they've got auto-fire on them. Okay. Well, then you'll have to pick either big or dangerous. I guess we'll just go with dangerous. Um, although down below there's ridiculous payload, which is plus brief and <laughs> plus dangerous. And I can't help but think quietly to myself that um, there's got to be an option as um, as you level up to add more to your custom weapon. Uh, I believe there is, yeah. You can get more gear um, as a part of leveling up. And I have five cred, apparently. I'm guessing cred is money? Yeah. Uh, almost everybody starts with five. Yeah, apparently the only um, playbook that actually can make money is the fixer. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of options here, which is cool. I mean, I'm not bitching. I may have to, uh, I may go back and kind of go through here and tweak this thing a little bit more when I think about it. I mean, you can always change it later, you know. Yeah. A new system. Is there anything like how do we met kind of? Uh, thing? Uh, yeah, that'll be after you guys sort of finish filling out the character stuff. Then we'll yeah. shift into how do you know each other? All right. So as a freelance journalist, I do not have a press pass, or I, and I am not a part of a network. So that means I'm going to have to go with revealing and vengeful for my two directives. Well, that makes sense. And uh, you'll also kind of want to have an idea as to where your character comes from. Okay. You know, they grow up in the slums, corp person, uh, you know, artisans, etc. I am playing an unholy um, combination of Spider Jerusalem from Transmetropolitan and Robert Evans from Behind the Bastards. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to kind of forgo the rest of my character creation if y'all want to go ahead and move to the part where we do the the talking. I mean, no, no, finish the, up your thing, dude. Huh? Finish up your thing, dude. Oh, dude, I mean, I've got tons of shit. Like, there's a lot of tweaking I got to do for this car. You you all be waiting for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that can happen off camera. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, that's fine for me. 
All right, I gotta throw this uh, growler out. It's got a leak in it. I assumed he did that an hour ago. No, I, it still had beer in it. He finished the beer, and now he's gonna throw it out. He drank, yeah. you know, 28 ounces of beer, and now it's time to go throw out the growler. <laughs> yes, 28 ounces. Uh oh. He said a third of it was gone. <laughs> Alright, choose two. You see, illustrious, when you pick. You put your friend Frank ahead. I think I gotta wait for my directives. I had the characters introduced. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you can skip customizing your vehicle and go right to directives. Yeah, I mean, it's what I'm in right now. Yeah. So when you put your friend ahead on the mission, you get a uh, you mark experience. When you just when your desire for fame draws unwanted attention to a mission, mark experience. When your former membership in Frank. Hinders a mission, mark experience. Okay. Uh, I'm looking on his character sheet for directives. Uh, that'll be in the book. Uh, I mean, I just didn't know where to mark it. Maybe notes or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, notes would probably be pretty good. All right. Weapons or, I guess, uh, no, directives has a selection. Where the hell is that? Uh, uh, so it's underneath your cyberware. Oh, snake, it would have bit me. Okay. To use a southern expression, I don't know if that one exists elsewhere. I've heard it before. Okay. I think if I'm driving a loud-ass car, illustrious seems to fit with uh, a, a directive, so kind of fame-seeking, possibly. I, don't I mean, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take the uh, Frank Miller, like I'm broken kind of uh, horse, you know, kind of thing. Oops, it. So Joe got a quick crazy question here. Sure. Um, I get to pick um, under my gear. It says I can choose two more weapons. That's and right. Any firearm can be plus linked, but um, it doesn't say that under my custom weapon. Let's take a look here. Or am I reading it wrong? Um, uh, I just want to get to the Ares Killer. Custom weapon, base one, base. Choose one. Any firearm can be plus linked. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, they are linked. They are linked. So that changes what I'm going for as far as cyberware right there. Um, so I'm going synthetic nerves and okay. neural interface with targeting suite. Because when you fire a weapon you are linked to, you may inflict additional harm equal to your synth. And you may also roll synth instead of meat to mix it up. And you may precisely define the area of effect for weapons with the auto-fire tag to exclude or include potential targets from weapon damage. You are going to be very dangerous <laughs> in a gunfight. Yes. But only to those that I want to. And um, Well, yeah. Because... The best kind of dangerous. Selectively dangerous. Selectively, yeah. And just because I think that you guys might get a kick out of this, it is literally requiring me to name my weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and since I'm going for um since I'm going for a pair of big fuck off guns, I decided to name them the Spahalskis after a pair of twins who were serial killers independent of each other. Jesus. <laughs> Creepy. Also fitting. Like I mean uh, yes, it is very fitting. And I am trying to decide whether I want um because I get to pick one more move, right? So I'm either going um, more machine than man to take uh, one more um, piece one of more cyberware. Piece of cyberware. Yeah. 
or I was also looking at um, mil specs because I like the idea of when I mix it up, I count as a small gang. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's that's pretty hilarious. I'm in favor of either of those. I mean, for uh, you know, for the cinematic value, I would say uh, mil specs, but. That's fine. <laughs> so, Joe, I do want to point out we are—we've basically made the characters from Transmetropolitan. Have I'll, I'll have to read it. <laughs> yeah, no, Sp- like Spider Jerusalem is a crazy Gonzo journalist in like a cyberpunk transhumanist world. One of his assistants is just the most violent woman on the planet, and the other one is like a driver. Gonzo journalist, most yep. dangerous person alive, driver. Mm-hmm. That's me. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it's a it's a really fucking good comic series. If that's the case, I may have to rename him from Andre to Andrea. Although, considering that I'm going for more machine than man eventually, um I I don't really think that it's gonna matter much in the end. It's what gender are you? Yes, machine. <laughs> The one that shoots. But yeah, definitely going mil specs for now. Because it's funny. Alright, so I'm done. Completely. So, um, we definitely have to name the social chameleon guy the Smiler. I was thinking we just call him Kama. <laughs> Kama, okay. Tag. Okay, the Zodiac Killer is in the news. Or perhaps we could call him a series of commas. How is the Zodiac Killer in the news? Uh, After 51 years, the Zodiac Killer's cipher has been solved by amateur codebreakers. Sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, that P- Patton Oswalt's wife also solved the Golden State murder, so... Really? Yeah. She did. Uh, a little before she died. What was her job? She was a crime... Uh, she, she was a true crime writer. Not aware of that. That's very mm-hmm. neat. So I'm ready to introduce uh working name right now, Banshee. What'd you say the cred was, Joe? Five? Five, yeah. I like the character sheet, the look of it. It's pretty slick. Uh, apparently created by the creator of the game. Yeah, that makes sense that he would be the one who is uh, programming as well as writing the game. So I may go back and tweak my car. At this point in time, I didn't, I didn't go drone. Which is kind of tempting since I like drones, but um, I just went for like you know a pretty standard muscle car. I don't even know. I need to double check and see if I can get guns mounted on it. But I was just thinking armor and well, you know, we can always go back and uh, readjust yeah. it before we actually start playing uh, when you have more time to review the book. Uh, all right, if everybody's done everything up to links, uh, then we'll do links next. Okay, well, I am almost there. Um, All right, no no rush. One quick question. Um, do we have a name for our crew? Um, I, not at this time. Uh, the game text assumes that you're just guys who kind of work together. Uh, you're, you're just a, a convenient group that gets assembled typically by a fixer to solve problems. Uh, but you could be... You could be friends. You could be uh, coworkers. You could have a name if you if you want one. 
Well, my um, one of my directives is that um, I can go for protective when you put your responsibility to blank ahead of the mission, mark experience. And what I wanted to do is put my responsibility to the team. Basically, I have a job to do, and my job is protecting you and getting you out alive. Also, killing everything that happens to get between you and the mission objectives. But mostly getting you out alive. So hustle. Uh, let's take a look here. So if you picked protective as your directive, uh, your responsibility to the team would be, that would have to be at the expense of the mission. Um, because that's how it's worded, and that's how the, the game wants you to mark experience. So if you de decide that protecting the other team members, you're going to put that ahead of whatever the mission goals are, that's when you get the, the experience. Um, Is this acceptable to you? Uh, it's acceptable to put the team first. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's just that you know when you attempt to do that, that means that the your actual objective for the group is going to suffer. You're putting their lives ahead of their goals. That's kind of what I wanted to do, yes. Okay, all right. They may hate me for it later, but right, you'll be but alive. They'll be, to they'll hate be alive them. to hate you, yeah. <laughs> for my directives, I'm trying to figure out what I should put the in the blank and the when you discover more information about blank mark experience and when you discover when you harm blank or their interests mark experience. So that will just in, that'll indicate that you have goals, like you are trying to. Yeah. Uh, I would pick a specific person or corporation to put there. Um, if you pick a person, that'll create the person in the narrative. If you pick a corporation, you can use one of the ones we've already created or make a new one. Um, they could be the same. Because discovering more information is not necessarily going to harm them or their interests, unless you can act on it. All right. So I'm going to give you a tool here, Joe. All right. I'm taking rejected. So my membership in blank hinders a mission. So I need, uh, what could I have been involved in? So if I'm a will person, I just, I guess one of the gangs or syndicates or something like that. Maybe you were a getaway driver. Yeah, maybe you were a getaway driver for one of the crime syndicates. And, uh, see. Uh, Which randomly generate a crime syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's what I usually do. Alright, when you discover more information about Weber Bacigalupi Mark Experience, when you harm the, uh, the chameleon, or their interests, more experience. The chameleon. Okay, that must be the yeah the politician earlier. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy name generator. <laughs> it recommended the bear gang. Yeah. <laughs> or the demon reaper sisterhood. Andrea is down for both of these. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go back to the list. The moss. <laughs> <laughs> that was one it suggested. Hey, Joe, how does the, the Red Jackal Tribe sound? Uh, that sounds good to me. All right, Red Jackal Tribe. Let me write that down. Is that too fantasy? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, the future is fantasy. You can decide what the Red Jackals do. All right. I kind of like that. Sub 
like urban neo travel kind of vibe that that gives it. They could be primitive anarcho primitivists. Should could they sure could be hurling javelins at dudes. Um, it almost said the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> that would be uh, a slightly different style. <laughs> well, and nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Did I ever tell you I actually knew them? Like, personally? Really? They, yeah. No. My, back in the late 90s, my sister was a huge fan of them, and uh, I worked with her on, they had like a, a music video contest where I helped her film and edit and stuff like that. And uh, she won, but they told us that the, everything sucked, that they got sent. But um, like her name is in the uh, Hooray for Boobies CD. They put her name in there. And then I basically my mother and father, whenever they would go in concert around here, they would, we always got backstage passes, which is cool. But <clears throat> I was sent to be a big brother, so I was I, I got to hang out backstage with them several times. Oh, that's neat. They were all right when they were sober. Oh, <laughs> the last time that I well, I mean, they never did anything to, and you know they weren't creepy, but they were just jerks. They were they, just they, drunk. I, they were jerks to other people. Yeah, yeah. All right, looks like yeah, Joe. You can take a look at mine whenever. We definitely need a hacker man. Uh, you can hire out for that. Yeah, but it's got to be hacker man. Well, okay. That one specific picture. It'll be hacker man all the time. Yeah. All right. Hacker man, it is. <laughs> oh, after I did all this shit, there's a whole field for drones. I mean, vehicles. So I. That's okay. You can transfer it over. Yeah. So I think I've got this about as ready. Do I just click the little linky at the top? Uh, to close it? Well, to I just wanted to... Okay. Well, it looks like we did. Beautiful. Okay. I didn't see a spot on the thing to put um, on the cyberware. Because I'm thinking that the Y is career and the cost is I fucked someone over to get it. Right. So, um, that's a question I want to ask everybody. So, uh, I think we'll... Yeah, we'll start with you, David. So... Yeah, what, why did you get, okay, so you did it for the career, but what made you choose the career, that kind of career that would require that, like what, what drove you into, you know, being the kind of person that would get listed as the killer in this playbook? Poverty in Smolensk. You don't (laughs) understand how bad poverty is. You would do anything to get out of that slum. Anything. Okay. So so, I took a couple of jobs. You got into a different slum. Yeah, a different slum, a better slum, a higher quality, a higher quality slum with better slurry, with, with hookers and blackjack. That's right, much, much That's better a... slurry. At least it is not as cold here as it is in Smolensk. All right. Um, now, how did you afford it? So you screwed somebody over, right? To get the oh. uh, okay. Uh, so that means you're hunted. Who did you double cross? Just a. Of Russian mob. Nothing okay. to worry about. Alright, so on your character, you're going to include Hunted. And on and enemies, I'm going to include Russian Mafia. I'm sure Andropov is perfectly fine with it now. <laughs> and if he sends more men after me, I send their fingers back to him in a basket. 
like the last batch. Okay, why am I not able to bring up the sheet? Just got a baker's dozen of thumbs in the mail. <laughs> the weird thing is they're all my, my thumbs. <laughs> oh no, I've been cloned. <laughs> I think I'm a clone now. There's always, always two of me, me just hanging around. around. Okay, Joe, so where you didn't I... join in on our Weird Al sing-along. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where right. is? Where do I add that? Like, I'm I'm looking at the sheet and I'm not seeing the spot to add. Yeah, I'm I'm looking around at myself. Let's see here, Cyberware directives. Um, I would just put it in notes at the bottom. Uh, you're next. So, uh, why? And how did you hack a part of your body off to get some cyberware? Hmm. Um, I had to as a, um, also for the job. Um, Because it's much easier to record things when people don't think you have a recording device on you. Okay, yeah. It was was at an era when people were still a little more uh, relaxed about that. Or they just assume that not everybody running around with cyber eyes is recording everything. Mm-hmm. Speak well, in this case, uh, in this case, it's a, an implant into my eardrum, so it's actually not particularly noticeable. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. All right, um, are you owned or hunted, or are there problems with it? Uh, it's unreliable. It's unreliable. So you got it uh, secondhand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picks up CBs. No, it just doesn't always record. Oh, yeah. When, when it should be. <laughs> kind of like that. If you're, you're in your head, you're stuck listening to truck drivers on the interstate. Or worse, um, K pop boy bands. All oh, K pop boy bands. <laughs> and every day around 2 p.m., you get to hear again and again and again and again. Oh, God. It's just fucking. It's just like K pop Twitter all, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's BTS, uh, the holograms. Uh. <laughs> it's like up, oh, up. Oh, Craig's t- Craig's gone deaf in one ear. All right, free- feel free to talk. Right. Talk on that side of him. He can't hear you. <laughs> He's not recording. That's right. <laughs> As I look up nervously. Okay. Yeah. I also scrolled down to see if Craig was still there. <laughs> uh. So, um, Adam. It would seem logical that I'm hunted, and well, that it's probably uh, the red jackal trap. Okay, so you, in your job for them, you also got it. Now, what made you join the red jackal tribe to begin with? They were going to pay for my augmentations. They oh, said, so you, so you wanted the augmentations first, and they said they'd pay. Yeah, I was a good okay. driver, and. I thought I was signing up for a job. Not I see. Not a lifestyle. Yeah. So it it ended poorly. Um so fucking poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Banshee is uh not well liked by them. I don't know if they actually openly shoot at me on the street in broad daylight, but yeah, they could. You're probably not their top priority, but you're a priority. Yeah. Like they're not they're not actively hunting for you, but if they right. see you, if they see you, it's going to be a problem. And if they yeah. can easily find out where you are, that will also be a problem. 
I have a friend that would probably be a problem for them. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. Nine times out of ten is no problem. <laughs> Just that tenth time. Well, you know, you know what the IRA said. They only have to be lucky once. You have to be lucky every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Alright, I... so the last bit will be links. Okay. So each player introduces their character to the group, and then you'll tell everyone about a job your character did against one of the corporations we talked about already. That would be SciGen Multinational, uh, Warren Pierce Corp, and Weber Betagalupi Genomics. Bachigalupi. Bachigalupi, I apologize. <laughs> uh, and Nanolink, GmbH. So it it's a job that we did on our own or together? Uh, the other characters can have participated in the job. Um, now, every time somebody brings up a corporation, I'm going to bump up the countdown clock. Corporation. Now, what that means is that they're that represents uh, these corporations' notice of the player characters. Um, every time somebody in the group is a part of that job, you'll get a plus one link to them, which helps you assist them in doing their job, but it will also bump up uh, the corporate clock. So if Adam says he did a job against uh, his SciGen multinational, and David says his character assisted Adam's character in that job, they'll have a link and a plus one to each other. But that also means that um, I'll be moving up uh, <laughs> I'll be moving up Gen's regard for the players. All right. So uh, I'm gonna say that I managed to acquire uh, recorded um, audio of some higher-ups at SciGen Multinational talking about a uh, massive data mining incident that they're using to um, help uh, keep folks... uh, help basically keep the melting pots poor. Okay. Damn. Alright, so that bumps the clock up to 1500, which is the semi-arbitrary numbers they provided for the clock. They all represent... Uh, a real clock, and you don't want to hit midnight. Uh, were any of the did any of the char- any of the other characters assist in that job where that information was obtained? Does anyone else want to have assisted in that? I think I'm good. I don't see why you'd need a wheel man. Okay. A, that is a valid question. Do Do you think you need either of us for that? Yeah. Honestly, probably not. Because that's going to be mostly, uh, basically, I don't know, I'm like, I managed to get into a fancy restaurant, like, dressed as a waiter or something. Okay. The cheese stands alone in that one. Is there any mechanical advantages, like, say, if Chris and David did a job together? Uh, Yeah, they will have, each player who says they've assisted the player who describes the job, they get a plus one any time. They want to assist them later in the game. It it just helps your role anytime you're going to do anything that could be construed as assisting them in their role. Yeah, okay. it's it's the assist mechanic in um, yeah. ba- the basic power of the clock looks the same. All right. 
Well, since that's the case, um, I think yes. I I think that I I did help you with that one. Um, I was on standby just in case things went south. And luckily for us, Craig, nothing went south this time. All right. That bumps uh, Sidegen's clock up to 1,800. So they are aware you two exist. Uh, not at all top priority. They've just heard rumors that you've been interfering in their business. Hmm. Would it make sense for me to be more interested in the geno- in genomics or in the social media company? Uh, social I, media, probably? I mean, if you see them as a threat to like truth and honesty, and that's what your character cares about, then I would say social media. Yeah. If you've got other concerns. Yeah, I'm going to switch out my... Uh, my revealing to uh, Saijen. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam, we'll do you next. Yeah, I uh, did a job where I did a heist of uh, cybernetic implants. So which company does the cybernetic implants, the actual hardware? Uh, that would be Nanolink GmbH. Yep, there we go. So what they needed was... We saw this old-time movie called Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so I took my fast car and drove up there, and we jacked them on the road. Furious them off. <laughs> yeah. I live for this shit. I think it was a very fun there. day, duh. <laughs> All right. I remember we had fun, just like your American Din Diesel. <laughs> Um, I helped supply the information for that. Okay. So basically, you came, in the job. you came to me to uh, use me as a knowledge broker. David, did you say you were in on that job, too? All right. I was thinking that, but that would put them at uh, 2100 on that particular clock, which means that we're at fairly... You know, they're still alert. They're still aware of us. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, I like the color coding on this. That's pretty nice. That I like how that's it goes for from... the uh, that's for the harm for you. That's your like hit points basically mm-hmm. on the character sheet. But yeah, uh, I mean twenty one hundred is not like deadly. It just means they're more likely to get involved in your shit as you do stuff. It's only really when you get up to like you know twenty three or double zero that you're you've got any problems. If we go back over the 12, does it, do they forget about us again? Uh, yeah, they feel like they've taken care of you or etc. So we can't wind the clock down. You can wind it down, um, but uh, it's going to be like, that would be a job. <laughs> would be winding the clock down. Fair, you wouldn't fair. get paid for it unless you pick something up along the way. Yeah, if you guys decide, yeah, Nanolink knows too much, then you could run a job on Nanolink and then erase all your data with them if you succeed. Uh, And then it would be back down to 12 because nobody would have any information about you guys anymore. I think that is what we need hacker men for. Sounds good. I mean, we're only playing like four or five sessions anyway, so yeah, it's like, I'm cool. If we all want to go in on this... uh, Fast and Furious moment. Why not? All right, so okay. everybody who um, assisted Banshee on that, you can add a, you can add him as a link, 
That means you'll get plus one when you attempt to assist them. I also get a plus one with them too, right? Yes. I think. Let me make sure. Okay. Oh, here they are. Uh, what's your name, Chris? Craig Sirota. Okay. Uh, actually, they just get the plus ones with you, not the reverse. Because it was your job. They're helping you. Okay, I got it. I actually don't see the links section on the plates. It's beside, It's beneath the move section. It'd be on left. Oh, yeah. Side. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of all bleeds in. So okay. I I have a plus one with uh, Andrea and a plus one with uh, Banshee. Actually, it's going to be you'll have a plus one with uh, Banshee. Just just Banshee. Gotcha. Banshee has a plus one with me, or Elena has a plus one with me. That's correct. And Elena also has a plus one with Banshee because she was on Banshee's job. Which brings us to Elena. What was her job? Hang on, let me get over to the Discord for half a second. See the different corporations. We haven't done anything with Psycorp yet, or have we? <laughs> we haven't done anything with Psycorp or with uh, Weber Bacigalupi. And okay, oh wait, Weber Bacigalupi is genomics, right? Correct. Yeah. Elena had heist with Weber Bacigalupi. Okay. What they did you see? have. They have genetic modification, so Elena changed her look permanently. Is slightly botched. Is why skin is white and hair is white and eyes are white. Not quite albino, but somewhat noticeable. On whole, job could have gone better, yes? <laughs> but you hey, but you look different. And you had a really fast ride out of there. All right. I, I'm a, we all have new up. faces if we need. Once. <laughs> Once. And, and it will mostly turn you white. <laughs> yeah. And not white, white. I mean, here is... Technically silver, if you look at it in the right light. Eyes are very much gray. If you uh, if you actually uh, t- uh, put your hair under any sort of genetic testing, it's, it, it actually is counts as seal's fur? Not seal. He's mink. <laughs> Walking, talking, uh, <laughs> environmental violation. Yep. You can tell which, which corporation Chris came up with. Yeah. All right, and I think that's it. Uh, that's the links for everybody. Uh, that will put Weber Bacigalupi at uh, 18. And uh, Banshee will have a plus one for Elena. And uh, those are the characters. So that's what we will be proceeding with later. Uh, I would like to try and do this in short order. Uh, so I'm looking at every week or every other week. So again, to, you know, capitalize on video games. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. In uh, keeping with the appropriate theme, every single gun is going to be named after either a famous killer or a famous sniper. So I'm starting with uh, two extra weapons. So I start with an assault rifle, which is named after... Um, the most famous Russian female sniper ever, Ludmila Barchenka. Oh, and she's I also so fucking used, cool. Right? And uh, the sword is just called Slashy, Slashy, Slash, Slash. Because Fair. I don't really care about swords. It was like a New Year's resolution. At some point in time, we're going to have to sit down and play uh, Night Witches. Hell Dear yeah. God, yes. See, that, totally that worth one, it. That one always seems so cool. Also, guys, um, wanted to say thank you for including me. 
No problem. Thanks for being here. We love playing with you, David. You're great. It's been a long time since I've done proper cyberpunk. And even just the idea of, well, I haven't done the sprawl in a bit either. So roll six feels great. And I'm already seeing all sorts of different ways that this can go so gloriously pear-shaped. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's the whole deal. (laughs) 